hello, hello, and welcome to episode five of the For the Love of Data podcast. I'm Robert Furr. Thanks for joining me on the lead into the July 4th holiday. We're going to take time out to celebrate America's favorite pastime around the holiday, and that's popping fireworks. And for me, it has special meaning because when I was growing up in a smaller town in Texas called Lubbock, being a pyromaniac was the highlight of my summer around this time. I spent countless hours blowing up M60s and GI Joes and digging little holes in the ground and filling them with water so that I could see how high I could make a splash with some firecrackers and black cats. So I was really excited to dive into some of these statistics and share some of them with you. I learned some very interesting uh, things along the way, particularly with injuries and their prevalence and how much we spend and consume a year in fireworks. But before we step into that, I want to take a look at some of the news around the interwebs. Something that I came across for the first time this week that's a little bit uh, old, a few months old from August of last year, was the 2015 Gartner hype cycle. And uh, one of the things that was on there in 2014 was big data. It completely dropped off the list uh, this time around. And if you're not familiar with the hype cycle, it's a, uh, it's a curve that goes rapidly up and then dips down and then gradually rises again. And it shows the phases that a new technology or a new trend or a new buzzword go through from innovation to peak of expectations to disillusionment and then finally to uh, kind of a plateau of where it's just ingrained into normal vernacular, normal society or normal things that you do. And so it was a big surprise to me to see that. Spark is right on the cusp of being at the very tip of the curve. And I'm interested to see where that comes in next week. but. Uh, for those of you that are still using big data as a term, it gets thrown around a lot. We're a little bit behind the times now. Uh, something else that uh, you can join now if you haven't already is the Tableau 10 beta. So they're taking that out on some road shows. There's one going to Houston uh, here in a few weeks. And it's basically drumming up interest in the new features in Tableau. And the beta program gives you access to the product early so that they can get some feedback from you before they make the general release. So one of the biggest features in Tableau that I see is uh, cross-database joins. So they've made it a lot easier to join SQL Server and Oracle Data and um, present it as a unified data set. Uh, they've also changed their filtering a little bit where you can do global filters across data sources, which is really nice. Uh, they've released a new Tableau mobile for Android. I'm personally a iPhone dedicated, so that doesn't help me out too much. But for all of those of you that love Android, that'll be a nice welcome addition. They've also debuted a device designer where you can uh, design optimized views for tablets and phones. Uh, something else that's out there is custom regions. So you now have the ability to create your own subset of a map if you'd like. and they're also making some advanced features for web authoring. So lots of good things out there. Another thing to note on it is connectors. They've uh, added a few new ones like Google Sheets. One that's really interesting is QuickBooks Online. I think that will be a very powerful thing, particularly for some smaller businesses and for some consultants and professional services groups that work with other businesses to implement things or, or work with QuickBooks Online. So. Check that out. Um, I'll post a couple of links on the show notes for that. 
And now let's get down to the task at hand, fireworks. And I know nobody wants to hear me sing, Baby, You're a Firework, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to pull that in and, and have at least a blurb of that on this podcast without it compromising fair use and drawing any legal tension on me. Uh, so one of the things that I set out to do was think about all of the statistics that there are around fireworks, and I found uh, a heap of statistics from two or three different places. The Consumer Product Safety Commission had a lot, the American Pyrotechnics Association had some, and the National Fire Protection Agency. These were the three groups that had a lot. There's a lot of uh, press out there um, over the last several years. Everything talks about some very similar statistics, but it's really hard to match trends across sites and across different reports from different groups. So even the same statistic from different groups, there will be a significant statistical margin of difference between them. Um, but I'm going to try to very carefully cite all of the things that I'm talking about in show notes. I know some of it will be a little bit hard to uh, follow while we're on the podcast, but go out and check the show notes if you're curious where any of these stats come from. Uh, so first off is consumption. How much do we use per year? And last year, we used over 260 million pounds of fireworks as consumers. So the ones that we go out to fireworks stands and we pop ourselves, uh, 260 million. And then 24.6 million was the amount that went to giant displays that you see cities and uh, and Fourth of July celebrations on TV use. Now, when you break that down, I was trying to think of, you know, 260 million pounds just sounds gargantuan. And so I went and tried to find a, a combined weight of people in a city or people in a state that that would match. So I looked for the average weight of a man, the average weight of a woman, and tracked down cities and states, and 260 million pounds is roughly equivalent to the entire population of Hawaii. So we pop the equivalent of that per year. So I know Hawaii is a fun place to be, but does it match all of the fireworks that we pop in a two-week period? You're going to have to be the judge. Then another common statistic that you see tracked is revenue. Of the money that we spend as consumers and on displays, how much do we spend per year? And it's over one billion dollars it's really close to 1.1 billion dollars 755 million of that is consumer so three quarters of a billion goes to consumer fireworks so if we focus on that i wanted to see you know what other applicable statistics are there that hover around that so one thing is katy perry's song firework if all of her uh sales of that song which total about seven million were sold on itunes it would be, we would consume about 100 times as much of that in consumer fireworks. So for every one download of the song, we pop $100 worth of fireworks. It's also equivalent to the entire amount of money that we collectively spent at In-N-Out Burger in 2015. So if you want to go animal style on something, you can either go on a bottle rocket or you can go on an In-N-Out Burger. And then the last thing, this is going to be a stretch, but I was trying to imagine, you know, 260 million pounds, three quarters of a million dollars. 
how long would it take one person to pop an equivalent of that many fireworks? So I went out and found, you know, the average cost of a 10-shot Roman candle, wholesale prices, is about 70 cents. If I converted the 755 million into that, I would get just over 1.1 billion Roman candles that one person would have to shoot. Now, if you assume it takes one person about 30 seconds to shoot one of those, it works out to about a thousand years for someone to shoot off Roman candles and shoot the same amount that we shoot in a single year. So if someone started in the in the great year 968, which is when the siege of Kiev began, for those of you that know your history back that far, someone could start popping fireworks every 30 seconds and not stop until the yesterday when I was preparing some of these notes and that would be the entire amount that we as a nation consume in one year. So I've got a big table out there that I'll post for you that shows uh, you know some average cost per person per household and and just kinda tries to cull that down into something that's a, a little bit more meaningful for the average person. But a lot of what a lot of the statistics that we we'll see when when we look at fireworks is injuries and there's a big uh, dichotomy here some people like the American Pyrotechnics Association obviously they're very in favor of fireworks they think that they're relatively safe when used responsibly they are very careful to stress that they have to be used responsibly and there are uh, definitely things that you need to do to have a safe experience with it and then there are some groups that think you should ban all fireworks I started out looking at this probably much more on the side of the APA. Like I said, pyromaniac at heart. Uh, you know, I lived for uh, shooting Roman candles. I was actually relatively safe as a kid. I didn't hold a Roman candle and pop it until I was probably about 16 for the first time. Um, but, I mean, you name it. Texas Twisters, Bottle Rockets, Sparklers, uh, Roman Candles, Black Cats, uh, you know, I I can still remember like it was yesterday the the smell of the gunpowder on my hands after uh, after a, a good session of Fourth of July celebration, and so I was particularly surprised at some of the statistics on injuries that I found, and so I'll try to go over a few of those. There's a really great infographic that um, the Consumer Product Safety Commission (CPSC) put put out uh, that shows different stats like most injured body parts and um, the most common injuries by particular types of fireworks. And so I'll go over a little bit of that. Um, obviously the most um, the most injured body part is your hands and fingers. So a lot of people out there are, are not following common safety protocols of setting on the ground and shooting it, not picking it up when uh, you know when it doesn't light. Um, eyes is another big one, and head, 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 face, and ears. So 20% on each of those, basically. Um, something that surprised me: when you look at injuries by firework type, uh, only 4% of the injuries are due to Roman candles. 19% uh, of them are actually by sparklers. And um, I do have a friend that's an ophthalmologist that's that has cautioned me that sparklers are a very dangerous thing, particularly for kids. Um, not as much, well, partially because they will grab the, the part that's sparkling because they're just curious about it, but a lot of it is also people waving it around and, and, and it just poking someone in the eye, just pure accident. So 
not even trying to go after the hot part, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, one of the stats that's interesting is when you look at injuries by age, um, the graph that is presented makes it seem like young adults are most commonly injured. So the biggest bar that you see on the graph is 34%, which is adults age 25 through 44. So when you first look at it, you think, man, adults are not as careful as kids or they're using them more often and they're the ones that are getting injured most. But when you look at each of the brackets, and if you take 25 to 44, that's a 20-year time span. So if you start looking at every 20 years of the graph that they present, uh, 0 to 19 is actually 47% of the injuries. 5 through 24 is 49% of the injuries. And so it really is younger people that are getting injured most by these things. So for those of you that are out there and planning to enjoy the 4th, just be mindful of that. You know, Emphasize to your kids that... It's possible to have a good time with them, but you do have to follow certain rules and you do have to be safe. Uh, the total number of injuries uh, that occurred last year was around 12,000. And that was what was reported and what was tracked through a, an estimation methodology that the, CPC, the CPSC puts out in one of their reports. Uh, so they, they stress that this is probably underreported. Uh, because they're only able to go off of uh, cases that actually get reported to emergency rooms and things like that, and there are quite a few that don't go reported. Uh, and unfortunately, there were 11 deaths last year, too. Um, and they break down the details behind some of those. A lot of it is really sad and unfortunate circumstances. There's a few of people just, uh, you know, purposefully using fireworks in a very incorrect way and paying the ultimate price. Uh, but some of it is, you know, people, there was one person that tried to get someone's attention by throwing a sparkler in their house, and it ended up catching their house on fire. There was another couple who uh, had a fire start in their backyard because of public display or, uh, no, I believe it was fireworks in the neighborhood were going off, landed in their, uh, landed in their backyard and started a fire. They were asleep at the time, and they unfortunately were caught inside their house and perished. So... You know, keep your eyes and ears open. Uh, be especially mindful to be on the lookout for things like that. Be prepared. Uh, you know, know where your water hoses are. Know where your buckets are whenever you're actually shooting the fireworks. And, uh, you know, maybe be mindful and, and stay up and kind of monitor the situation as you're enjoying the 4th of July and as people are enjoying it around you. One of the interesting uh, graphs that the... Uh, that the APA, the American Pyrotechnics Association, puts out is a graph that shows the consumption of fireworks and how that's grown over the years and the reduction in injuries uh, per gross weight. So they, they, they show that the consumption is going up by weight and the injuries are going down. And they attribute that to better education um, safer production of those, and that is absolutely true. There, there definitely is some truth to that. Um, but if you take a look at that, and I have a graph that I'll post in the show notes that shows the uh, consumption for every year since 1976 up through last year, and the sum of estimated injuries. <coughs> Excuse me. And the absolute in absolute numbers, the injuries are re relatively static between 10,000 and 12,000. And so, yes, more people are using them and we're using more of them, but 12,000 a year is still a large number of people to, um, 
to, to be injured. The APA, in my opinion, has a uh, has a very slanted agenda where they want to, you know, try to push fireworks to be uh, in as beneficial of a light as possible. They've got a graph and and uh, some some wording around outdoor activities in general and common activities that people and particularly kids under 18 do around July 4th, which includes riding bikes, playing baseball, swimming, um, and fireworks. And it shows that of all of those activities, uh, fireworks is one of the least dangerous activities that they could be in. So it shows that kids on bicycles, uh, well, of all the injuries that kids get between 5 and 18, uh, for outdoor injuries, that 35% of them are due to bicycles, and 14% are due to baseball, and swimming is 12.3%, and fireworks is the lowest of all of these at 3.8%. Now that may be true, but you also have to think about you know a lot of people may be riding bicycles because they have to use them as transportation to get somewhere for a, another activity, or um, if you look at the amount of people that are riding bicycles versus the amount of people popping fireworks, there's really not that's not part of the uh, part of the report or part of the statistics that they have. So I'd be curious of all of the injuries that there are. Um, you know, did they pull these out specifically so that fireworks looked like it was in the best light? It's kind of hard to tell, um, but in general, it does seem to be one of the lower uh, activities as far as number of injuries. So, again, just be mindful of uh, of you know what your kids are doing around the around July Fourth. Make sure and uh, stress to them the the safety tips uh, that are available on like some of the products that the can, the CPSC puts out, and also some of the things that you'll see when uh, when you go and buy fireworks, and, and really just common sense too. Um, some other interesting things from the infographic are that females are more often injured at public displays and and males are more likely to be injured by firecrackers, sparklers, bottle rockets. And not surprising to me, being a pyromaniac that I was, about three-quarters of the injuries are uh, occur on males and only about a quarter on females. Um, so again, hope you guys enjoy July 4th. Uh, I know I'm going to enjoy some of the fireworks displays and I'll probably get out there and do at least some smoke bombs and maybe some sparklers. Uh, but, but really think about, you know, some of these stats and, uh, think about, you know, what it means for your kids. Like it, it's definitely a lot of fun and it's definitely something that I want to do and I want to teach them responsible, responsibly, but uh, don't just assume that kids know how to use them properly and, don't just assume that it's not going to happen to you because with that many injuries out there, um, it, it, it's, it could definitely happen to anyone. So be careful, enjoy, and I hope you enjoyed this episode where we dived into uh, the love of fireworks. If you have any questions, please feel free to comment on the show notes on our website at fortheloveofdata.com. Follow me on Twitter at loveofdata or my personal uh, account, which is at Robert Fur. And if you have any topics that you would like to discuss, please get in touch. Uh, if you have any stats that I didn't cover or any questions about anything, please drop me a note or, or send me a tweet. Until next time, be safe and happy 4th.